Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast, the podcast not just for projectors. It's so good to be back. Uh, my cat Giselle, who you may remember if you used to what, listen to um, my podcast, is in the room. Um, so if you hear noises, that is just her being her usual chaotic, adorable self. Um, but yeah, so if you listened to my first episode back, thank you. It's so good to be back and talking again. Um, and I put on my Instagram stories yesterday, like a little question box asking what topics you guys would like me to talk about. Um, so if you missed that and you have a topic request, just feel free to DM it to me. Um, always down for ideas, um, gives me such like a, a jumping off point. So feel free. But one of the topic requests was, so you might not know um, because I haven't been podcasting, but a couple of weeks ago I hosted a masterclass and it was my favorite thing I've ever taught, my favorite class I've ever taught. Um, I don't know anyone else. I'm sure other people are talking about this, but I haven't seen anyone else talking about this topic. But anyway, it was called Rest in Peace, the Spiritual Good Girl. And it was basically, well, it was focused around like this concept of organic manifestation, which is something I've been working with lately. But you know, really more than that, it's about like releasing the shackles and the identity that a lot of us have taken on when we step into the spiritual community as these really good, pure, um, well-behaved spiritual women, right? Still upholding, um, A, like the good girl image that we have been trained and indoctrinated into probably since birth, just trying not to rock the boat, trying not to upset anyone, trying to get that validation that we crave as women because we're good, you know, she's such a good girl. Um, or like the the more like religious conditioning of the good girl, right? Again, pure, holy, and what does that represent? And so this was a masterclass really about like uh, unpack, like noticing and deconditioning away from and releasing all of the, um, the ways that your inner spiritual good girl is holding you back from like embracing a full, exciting, like deeply fulfilling, natural, organic life. Um, and so one of the requests that I got was just talk because the masterclass was obviously like I told some stories from my own experience in deconditioning, but it was also just a lot about like how um, spotting it, all of that stuff. Uh, so I will link that the the you can get the replay if you missed it. It's one of my best selling master. Well, it is actually my best selling masterclass so far. So that'll be in the show notes. Um, you can grab it if you want it, because what I talk about today is like there will be basically no repeats as to what I spoke about in the mask class. The mask class, again, was more like the stuff, the process, the how-to, um, the deconditioning, all that. Today is going to be more of a story time because, yes, it was requested that I talk about my own process with uh, slaying my inner spiritual good girl. And I thought that sounds really fun. And like I said, like my third line. I'm a 3-5 profile and so I love to tell stories. The way that I share and teach uh, is basically through my own experience. Like I I go through um, three, th- three fives, like we go through the infinite roller coaster of life so that we can share with you what works, what doesn't um, and how to do it differently. So that's what we're basically going to be talking about today. Um, hopefully my... Thing doesn't stop recording when I go into my 
um, dot points? I don't think so. Okay, so firstly, what I started to notice was that with a lot of spiritual women, especially, something is missing. Something inside of us goes missing. And it's hilarious because we spend every day, we spend every morning in these practices to like get us high vibe and, you know, like get in touch with our feelings and our emotions and um, like manifest what we want. And then it starts to work, right? And we start getting what we think we want. But it's like there's something missing or um, we struggle we struggle with this whole concept of manifestation and, and nothing seems to be coming or like certain things or small manifestations come through, but like other things we think we desire are not coming through. And again, there's like this emptiness, this shallowness, um, something missing in a lot of us. Right. And I'm including myself like uh, in this. Right. I still notice myself. Um, yeah, like like in in this category of like something is missing. Uh, every now and then, less and less lately because of what I've been working on, what I'm going to talk about today. Um, but yeah, in clients, in students, like there's, there is this real common thread of like, uh, just like, I don't want to say a lack of depth because obviously like we still have depth, but it's just a lack of like being in touch with our deepest desires, especially like our naughtier desires, right? Which is a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. Again, embracing like you're in a bad girl. Um, okay. There's this like glint in the eye that I think is missing. This like cheeky glint in the eye um, that's gone, right? Like a lot of spiritual people, like <laughs> they're so funny. Like we take it so seriously. And like, I've spoken about this in the human design community too. Like people who take human design so seriously where it becomes this like, intense instruction manual um that you can't deviate from and that there's like a right and a wrong way to do it when the whole point is that it's an experiment like the word experiment is that it's playful right that it's fun like the i i genuinely believe that like the highest spirituality is so playful it's just silly right um there's no right or wrong Except, uh, yeah, a lot of what has happened in the spiritual community is that we have, and a lot of it's unwritten, right? It's just like generally accepted that there is like spiritual things, like spiritual activities, and then like unspiritual activities, or there's like high vibe um, activities and low vibe activities. For example, like high vibe activities would be like, um, like, you know, like a full moon circle with like other spiritual women. But a low vibe activity might be like um, downing um, tequila shots at a local dive bar, for example, or like, um, yeah, whatever. That's, I'm actually really happy with those examples. Uh, but in actuality, and again, this is like something that I started to realize, it's like, okay, uh, that makes no sense because the whole point of spirituality is coming to see that God, divinity, is not something outside of ourselves, right? It's not something that we have to attend to church and um, be told we're good in order to, to touch, right? In order to experience divinity for ourselves, which is like what's shown in a lot of um, religions, right? Spirituality was meant to be that you take out the middleman and you can access God for yourself. And yet, why can I access God, divinity for myself when I'm at a moon circle with other spiritual women and not when I'm downing tequila shots at a local dive bar, right? If I am cutting out the middleman, if I am divinity in a body, 
shouldn't everything I do with my body be a spiritual act? Hmm? Huh? Huh? Okay. So that is the concept of slaying the spiritual good girl. It is getting in touch with your deepest desires. Um, like what you truly, truly, truly want in each and every moment, not labeling them as good or bad or high vibe or low vibe, seeing them, knowing that if the desire came from within you, then it is pure, it is holy and giving yourself those naughty, bad desires when you feel like it, right? If you like, and like, you know, so I'm going to talk a bit about my story with deconditioning this today and honestly for me um especially with my like background in that I studied nutrition and naturopathy um a lot of it like starts with food for me because like with my education was obviously a lot of conditioning around like good foods and bad foods and like I understand nutrition I understand how to take care of my body I understand how to nourish my body I have all that I I didn't spend like forty thousand dollars in three and a half years for nothing (laughs) at least I hope not I understand it um but what I came to see was that like I was denying myself uh something that would genuinely like fill me up in that moment like whether that's like an almond croissant a chocolate cake um brownies for breakfast (laughs) you know like uh whatever it is because I was trying to fit that like spiritual idea that like you know like clear vessel like in terms of like you eat really well therefore you'll be a clear vessel like you'll be more able to touch your intuition and like maybe that is something I've even said before and maybe it was true for certain parts in my life um but you know part of like being a three five profile is that like you like things that I said to be true even six months ago if I've like had an experience that's disproved it it's no longer truth even if it was truth for me at the time um and so I was like wow okay let's challenge this like why is like the gluten-filled sugar-filled dairy-filled chocolate cake less spiritual than um you know the gluten-free dairy-free whatever version if it's me a holy spiritual being with a deep heartfelt desire for that other type of chocolate cake having it right and if I'm denying myself something then isn't that like an act of punishment almost like I'm acting um yeah like this punishing god right whatever um and this this is like something that I think really does exist in the spiritual community is people saying things again, whether consciously or unconsciously that make us think that if we do the high vibe things, we will be rewarded. We will get what we want. We will be a clear intuitive vessel. We will um, manifest the life we desire, blah, 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 blah. But Even if we want something else, something different so, so, so badly to the point that, yeah, it's genuinely like denying ourselves and punishing ourselves if we don't give it to ourselves, then we will be um, punished, right? That we won't manifest the life we desire or we will um, like undo like all the work that we've done to clear our intuition or whatever it is, like get in touch with our intuition. And it's simply not true is absolutely simply not true. Again, 
uh, good and bad are so like subjective and so it's just not true anyway so yeah food was a huge thing for me in my journey to slaying my inner spiritual good girl um one other big part of it was um and I speak about this in the mask class but like I I just in general had huge control issues I still have huge control issues that I'm definitely working on and leaning more into that surrender um but have had huge control issues and the spiritual practices and the spiritual like quote-unquote rules really were a great hiding place for my control issues things like oh you know no I don't go out or I don't drink alcohol or I don't um I don't like to meet new people I'm too sensitive to be around groups that big um I don't like clubbing I don't um yeah what just all the stories, all the stories um, that were just control issues hidden uh, for me, right? And so part of my journey to deconditioning that was actually like, like I remember and it was probably like June-ish 2021, so not even that long ago, like probably like just over a year ago, a year and a few months ago, Um, when I went out for the first, like went out to like three, 4am for the first time in probably three or four years again, because I'd had all of those stories, like clubs are too overwhelming. Like I don't like drinking because a lot of the, like, and if you are sober by choice, that's awesome. This is not anything again, whatever, you know. Um, but I was sober for a long time and then I got to a point where I was like, I'm just not drinking alcohol because again, I've been listening to this spiritual conditioning that if I drink alcohol, I'm going to lose control um, over my sensitive, energetic body. And I'm going to let in all these bad vibes or stuff like that, you know? And it's like, okay, if that is your story, that's one thing. But also I came to see like, actually I'm so much stronger than energetically than I used to be. I know how to protect my energy. Um, I know how to stay grounded when I drink. I know when to stop. I know my limits and I have more trust in the world and people. And so I'm not going to like be hanging out at a party or out um, with people who I know won't have my back if something does go wrong. Right. So why don't I just like let go, surrender, release these control issues and get drunk because I wanted to, because I had that internal like bad spiritual girl desire to get drunk, right? To have a crazy night. So I started doing that again. Um, And it's not like it was super regular, like, and it's usually just when I travel um, because it's fun. Um, And it's really good way to meet people. And yeah. Okay. So that was one thing. And then there was also, you know, like all the practices, right? We, we can end up like when we move in these spiritual circles, we end up with these huge endless lists of like practices that we have to do. I'm using quotation mark, uh, air marks, but you can't see me, but you know what I mean? Like that we have to do in order, we think we have to do in order to be whole and don't get me wrong, like meditation and turning to something bigger than myself fully saved my life. Right. But that was like, seven or eight years ago now 
<laughs> when I was like at my wits end and I needed to meditate every day or else I would not be here, you know? And now I, I have my mental health, like what a beautiful thing to celebrate. And so again, it was a releasing of the control issues that was saying like, oh, you'll fall to pieces if you skip one day meditation. You know, you'll fall to pieces if you skip one day journaling, like not trusting the backbone of years of healing and practice have led me to so that I can just live my life, right? If I feel like journaling, if I feel like meditating, of course I'm going to, but if I don't feel like it, it doesn't have to be like an everyday thing anymore. And again, it was just like releasing and trusting that all the work that I've done up to this point has gotten me to a point where I can go about my life without falling to pieces. So yeah, if this is resonating for you like why not just try instead of like listening to your mantra music tonight as you cook dinner like put on like the baddest like filthiest R&B sensual music and just like dirty dance while you cook your sausages or whatever it is you're having for dinner right you know even better cook chocolate cake for dinner right really just let that inner spiritual bad girl out like honestly and send me pictures I want to see us slaying our spiritual good girls you can always go back to being pure tomorrow right anyway um another thing was this story of like being present all the time um and that modern you know it's very like but just like modern technology has taken us away from the present moment. Like, I don't know about you, but the amount of joy and laughter I find in like binging TikTok for two, three, four hours is equal to the joy I get in being outside watching the birds. Does that make me an unspiritual person? I don't care because it is enjoyable. And so one thing that I've stopped shaming myself for is binging Netflix when I feel like it, right? Middle of the day, okay? Like release that need, that feeling like, oh, I should be in nature. I should be like doing things that are like good or developing myself or whatever. And I'm sure I've spoken about this before, but it's like, I stopped reading self-help books. I stopped reading any spiritual books. I occasionally will listen to an audio book of like a channeling. Um, like when my friend says there's a really good one, uh, shout out Leanne. Hi. Um, she, she can always recommend a good like audio book of like, yeah, but mostly stopped it entirely. Like I read, like, you know, I've said like this year, I read like the Bridgerton series. Um, I love like young, young adult fantasy stories. Um, I'm like obsessed with how all of the Greek mythology books uh, or like stories, like um, stories from like the Odyssey and all that, but are, are being retold from like a, the female perspective. Oh my God. If you haven't read Circe, if you haven't read Ariadne, um, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm pretty sure that's it. Ariadne. Um, if you haven't read any of those books, do it. They are the best. And so all of that, it's like your, um, your leisure time gets to be leisure time. And who are we to define? What are the boundaries around leisure time and work hours or whatever it is, right? If you don't want to read another self-development book because all it does is tell you another bunch of practices that you need to be doing every day in order to fix yourself, 
you can like just start to ask yourself like why do I think I need fixing so bad why do I feel like I'm broken what if I just like accepted where I'm at went about my life and let myself um organically heal and that is something that I'm actually going to do an episode on um so exciting my sister the one that I traveled in Europe and Israel with is finally going to be coming onto the podcast which I've wanted her to do for years but she just messaged me last night and was like I think it's time and she really wants to talk about organic healing she took my masterclass um, a couple of weeks ago and it like opened up a bunch for her um, and just like led to a bunch of breakthroughs for her. So she has a ton to say. She's like the wisest person I know. Um, she's also a projector. She's also a Scorpio. So I think you will like her. Um, so that's going to be really fun. We'll do an episode on that in a few weeks when she's done gallivanting across Italy with her childhood best friend. Um, okay. The next thing what in, in my personal journey to slaying the spiritual good girl was saying yes saying yes to all the things that I used to say no to, even though there was a part of me that wanted to do them, right? Again, it's those control issues of what if I get there, you know, especially when it comes to like um, meeting people or like trying new activities and all that stuff. It's like, what if I get there and I feel left out? You know, what if I get there and nobody talks to me? It's like, okay, then you go home, you know? Um, So it's like, again, when I was traveling and this in particular was in Cambodia, because I think I said like when I got to Cambodia, that was the first stop on my trip. I had all these ideas of like, I'm on a work trip. Like I'm on a self inquiry trip, you know, like I'm just gonna spend a lot of time by myself. Like this is a solo travel, blah, 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 blah. And then the universe just had different plans for me. Right. And like within the first week I'd met some incredible people who were like family and we traveled together and they were so far from like good spiritual boys um, or good spiritual people. And so I had to say yes to things that, you know, my inner good spiritual girl was like, mm, do we really want to do that? Whereas there was a part of me that's like, you know, the girls just want to have fun part of me that was like, hell yes, you know? And so they were like, do you want to go to this like fancy resort pool and get really drunk on blue margaritas? Like, yes, obviously. Like, what if we get in trouble? You know, the inner spiritual girl says, but it's like, okay, then you get in trouble and you're not going to go to jail. Um, you're just going to be asked to leave. So whatever, you know, when, then it's like, want to play some like Russian card game on a rooftop with strangers who were like literally all on drugs. Yes. Yes. I do want to do that. Why not? If I'm not having a good time, it's the rooftop of my hotel. I can go to my room. Like I have the power to take myself out of the situation, but at the best time, you know, we stayed up there till like two, 3 AM. Um, and I sucked at the card game at first, but by the time I played it in Sri Lanka with a few girlfriends in Sri Lanka, I did not drop a point. Um, so yes, my Aries rising competitive side was very happy with that. You know, um, it's just like when you start to say yes to things that you would have before, like put these control issues around of like, I'm a spiritual person, therefore I don't do that. Or, um, I'm too sensitive for that. Therefore I don't do that. You just find yourself, at least for me, again, three, five life, like found myself in these situations where I was like, what is my life? How did I get here? <laughs> this is so weird, <laughs> but it's amazing. Okay. 
Um, I think that like my inner spiritual good girl, um, a big part of why she existed, and this might be true for other people too, so I'll share it, is that she is actually afraid of being like everybody else, you know? Um, something that us spiritual people can fall into is we get kind of high off being different, you know, it's like, oh no, I don't do that. (laughs) You know, like I don't drink, um, you know, no, I, I don't partake in that anymore. Um, I don't have glutes, whatever your story is. Right. And so there's this fear of like, well, if I, do all these again like quote-unquote low vibe things that everybody else does that the rest of the world does even though I want to even though I know I'd have so much fun if I just let myself like let my hair down and have fun right um I'll be just like everybody else I won't have that differentiation but of course you and the way that you stay out till 4 a.m dancing and doing tequila shots is different to the way that anybody else does that because you are a unique little butterfly. That's exactly what human design says, right? Um, so you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't be like everyone else, you know? And if you're that worried about people thinking you're just like everybody else, then look at that. Like why, right? Why do you need to be different? Why do you need these rules of things that make you different. And this was just stuff that I started to see in myself um, and question and releasing that need to be defined by how much of a good spiritual person I was and all the things I could say no to um, because it just wasn't something I did. Like letting go of it was so freeing, you know? And then, okay, hang on, I need to start a new recording. And then in Israel, so literally in the past, like, couple of months, um, obviously, like, fell for this dude who did not fit at all the perfect spiritual man um, that so many of us are conditioned to think that we want, right? Since I'm a perfect spiritual woman, I have to be manifesting, like, this perfect spiritual partner who's going to, like, breathe with me and look deep into my eyes and like we'll meditate together every morning and like you know talk about our dreams and and manifest together and blah 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 blah. it's like okay uh no and so this this human this wonderful person it's like they they were like seven years younger than me like just absolutely chaotic um completely beautiful like just absolutely like think of like the best looking person you've ever seen in your life and then like multiply it by 10 um, and add a six pack, like just absolute like chain smoking, like high all the time Um, doing drugs. Like there was one night and like I talk about this on the sales page for the rest in peace spiritual good girl, but there was one night where we went out dancing um, and I was like kissing cocaine off his upper lip. And I was just like, who am I? You know, like, like my inner spiritual good girl was just like, yeah, so bad. This is so low vibe. And yet I was feeling so much joy and freedom and elation in that moment because it's not about the actions. It's about like how embodied and like empower 
in your power you are in that moment and in that moment I was so in my power because I knew exactly what I was doing like I wasn't like looking at this person in front of me and wishing for them to be different you know I wasn't like oh you know I just gotta like turn in more spiritual you know I gotta like make them um and, and we can do this too like we can think like oh, you know, I have to like look at this person in front of me and not accept them as they are and not like see the God in in them as they are, not like see the divinity in them as they're giving to me right now, the version of themselves and divinity that they're giving me right now, but instead think like, "Hmm, no, I want that idea of the perfect spiritual man or perfect spiritual partner. So I have to turn them. I have to open open them up. I have to make them see things my way. I have to control them. Again, control issues. Um, then I'll be happy. Then it'll be good. Then it'll all be perfect, right? Instead, it was just this huge, like, release of, like, surrendering into, again, like, even though this person in front of me um, was not the idealized, the stylized, the conditioned notion of a spiritual person this was like a super wise person like we still had incredibly deep conversations um that just like looked a different way than I do maybe with my spiritual girlfriends you know and it's like we don't have to have like carbon copies of every single person in our life like you know people don't have to think exactly the same way as us people don't have to be like a certain way because there's no one version of spirituality there's no one expression of divinity it's like as long as the person in front of you is good and pure and like truthful and honest and whatever then they are giving you their divinity and even if they're not they're giving you the best version of their divinity that they can right now with what they have and so Um, This was like a huge deconditioning um, time for me of just like, wow, you know, I've dated spiritual men and have not been treated nearly as well as I have um, because, you know, spiritual men are like, yeah, polyamory and like, yeah, like I'm too busy to like buy you flowers and like you can open your own car door because women empowerment and whatever. It's like, okay, that's nice. Um, but no, open my door. <laughs> um, versus like this experience of this person who, you know, most people will be like, and be like, mm, I don't know if that's really your type. It's like, yeah, but who is anyone else to define your type? Like you get to define your type in each and every moment based on those desires like do you feel in your heart that you could learn something from this person that this person treats you well that you have fun with this person all of that stuff then great who cares if they don't meditate every morning if they um you know whatever if they do these things and like you can set your own boundaries like you don't have to like kiss cocaine off someone's mouth at you know 3 a.m in a a sweaty nightclub like if that's really not for you then that's fine but for that moment in time it was for me and instead of denying it that experience to myself um I gave it to myself because I wanted to okay let me check my notes see if I've missed anything we talked about food we talked about alcohol yeah yeah and 
it's really through these practices, this exploration, um, all of these things that you get to figure out more about yourself because now you get to be a fluid, changing version of you rather than this version of you that you've cultivated to meet the expectations of what spirituality is, you know? Um, And this is part of being divinely human. This is part of being you, right? You uh, is, okay, um, I have in the past, like, felt this way or, like, desired this. Now I'm desiring this. Okay, so this is the last thing I want to talk about. And, like, I go way deeper into this in the masterclass. But it's like, all right, so if we, again, go full circle and come back to what I was talking about at the start of the episode and this, like, we're missing something. We're missing that sparkle in the eye, that glint in the eye, right? That, like, um, for all we talk about, like, magnetism, like, I believe magnetism is not just, like, something that we gain from um, being high vibe, like doing these like practices, like again, meditation, chanting, whatever, which will put a sparkle in your eye. Don't get me wrong. But like that chocolate cake, that like naughty, um, one night stand that like, you know, and maybe you, maybe it's like eating chocolate cake, like off your husband's chest, you know, like mix, mix it together, right? Whatever that, deeper desire is that you are craving right now fulfilling that puts that brighter spark in your eye and that's magnetism like magnetism doesn't just come from the things that we define as pure it comes from getting in touch with your deeper desires like if you truly listen to your heart right now what do you feel like doing right that's my little parting challenge to you if you tune in to your heart right now and are like, what am I really craving? You know, like what would, what would the bad spiritual girl version of you do right now and do that? You know, what's stopping you? What is stopping you? Like catching a train to the city and having a margarita at 2 p.m., you know, unless you have kids to look after. Like, please don't leave your kids to go have a margarita at 2 p.m. That's not what I'm saying, but you know what I mean? Like, what can you give yourself right now? Instead of denying and repressing these true desires because we think we're supposed to look a different, a specific way or we're supposed to want specific things. Okay, going to leave it there. Hope you enjoyed the story time. I enjoyed so much talking about it. Um, anything that you want me to expand upon, let me know. Otherwise, there is the full masterclass like linked below. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you soon.